The Lord be with you. We have a uh, special guest this morning, Dr. Reverend Arthur Just from the Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. He's going to be talking about missions in Spain and the work he's done there. We've supported him through our mission budget for the past, I don't know, four years maybe, something like that. Um, so he's going to give us an update on what's going on there and the work done in Spain. So, Dr. Just, all yours. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, in this Pentecost season, as we see that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, we pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into his harvest to share the gospel around the world, to plant churches, to form Lutheran pastors, and to show mercy by the formation of Lutheran deaconesses. Be with us now as we talk about our work in Spain and in Latin America and throughout the world. We ask that the spirit of Pentecost be upon us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, it's great to have a live audience. <laughs> I said that to some of these folks here. I've been teaching online all spring, and it's just great to have real life people in the audience. And it's the second time I've preached. So I, I did preach on Ascension Day at my church in Fort Wayne. So it's, it's nice to be back in the church, you know, it's so great. And, and Pastor Grady mentioned that you've been supporting me and I wanna begin by a great thank you for all that you've done for me and for our work. It's just been incredible. I couldn't have done it without you. And, and Pastor Feeney, of course, has really led the way. And I know Pastor McKay and Pastor Grady are supporting it. And, and there are individuals in this congregation who, who also support me, so I'm very grateful. Um, <clears throat> I wanna just give you an update. It's been a while since I've been here. I think the last time I was here for, was for Pastor Feeney's retirement, and I gave a little presentation there at that time in, a, in kind of a, a, I don't know if it was a roast or not, but in, I, a little bit of an honor of him. Um, for those of you who don't know much about me, let me just review how I've been in international work, and you can see the map of the world here that we have for our international mission. The red, you know, and you can see Spain too, is uh, the, the Spanish-speaking part that I was, that I was in, in charge of. I'm gonna tell you how I've, I've changed my, my focus a little bit, but we started in, in Siberia. That was really my entrance, 1996, 25 years next year that we did that work. Um, and then you can see in 2002, I went to Spain for a sabbatical. I, I spent four years of my youth in Spain, back in 74 to 78. My parents lived there in northern Spain, so I had a familiarity with Spain. And the church in Spain started in the year 2000, so I was there a year and a half after it started. So in some ways, and, and I think this is true, with the exception of one person, two people, I'll show you in the in the pictures, at least one of them, I have the longest memory of the church in Spain. I'm, I, am the, I am the continuity. And, and they treat me like, you know, a prophet from of old, you know? It's great, I love it. So, and Spain in 2012, I've been working regularly there. I, I haven't updated this to 2020, but I'm still working there. I was in Kenya for about nine years, 2013, that was the last year, so that's a while ago, working with deaconesses. 
And that was a great experience, mostly in Kenya. And then the DR, I, was the, I started the seminary there with some other folks. I was the associate director of the seminary there. I'll show you some pictures about that in a minute. And that's kind of where our regional headquarters is for Latin America. But I want to start with Spain, because in many ways, that's how you started with me, is supporting my work in Spain. And um, the mission of Spain has, it's, it's going to be 20 years. So we're, we're going to be celebrating that this year, if we can, at what we have every October. And we're still not sure whether that's going to happen. But this is last October, where we had uh, a wonderful gathering. You'll see the amount of people that were there. We call it an assemblea, which means an assembly. But it's really our synodical you know, meeting every year. And I did some preaching there. But there was, there was just, I mean, we, these are such old friends and such great folks that I've known for so long. And Linda, too. Linda was with me. These two on the right are Venezuelans. He's now a, a pastor in Spain, Isaac Machado. That's his sister. She lives in Barcelona. And their parents, her, her, their father is like, he's got two PhDs. Their mother is a wonderful deaconess in Venezuela. If you haven't been keeping up with Venezuela, it is a suffering, suffering country. I mean, it's horrible what they're going through. And, but anyway, he, he, I stayed with him during a hurricane in the DR. He, he was a student, and, and they farmed the students out, you know. And I picked him because he's really smart, loves the liturgy, and he knows how to cook. So, <laughs> and so we had a great time together. Here you can just see some of the people, one of them, uh, the one leaning back, he's one of the missionaries, Adam Lehman, and the far distance is Jose Luis, who I did theological education with in 2012. That's when I came back on a sabbatical. He's now a pastor. We had some small groups there. You can see him with his wife. Both of them had the coronavirus, and both of them were very, very sick, but they're okay now, and they came out of it. Uh, there's David Warner on the right, and I don't know what I'm laughing at, but it was, it was a great time. And here are two of my favorite guys, Antonio Suarez on the left. He's studying to be a pastor, and I'm doing theological education with him now and then. We have this online program that I was the kind of the director of, and it's been done, and we've brought 30, 40 people into the ministry in all of Latin America through that. And there's Jose Luis on the right, just a wonderful friend. This is before the ordination, and Ted Cray, who is the regional director of Latin America, an extraordinary human being. I mean, a, a, an entrepreneur, a genius. He's just remarkable. And here we are during the ordination of this man here on the right, Felipe. Interesting story. He was a Presbyterian pastor in Spain. He's a Spaniard. For about 20 years, down in the south in Granada, in Andalusia, and then he was up north in Bilbao. But the Presbyterians went towards the ordination of women and the ordination, uh, not the ordination, the um, same-sex marriage. And he couldn't do it. So he left. You know, 20 years a pastor. And he, and he left a, a very comfortable life. And he found us online. And we made him come in as a member. for. We vetted him for three or four years. And then... We gave him some theological training. Again, I was very much involved in his theological education. 
And this was his ordination and the installation of Isaac, who was ordained in Venezuela. So here's our service, and you can see there are the two missionaries on the right, Ted Cray and myself. And here is Felipe's ordination, where he is being ordained. And here are the, and this is amazing, five of the six pastors in, in Spain. We now have six ordained men in Spain. One of the things that is remarkable about Spain is that we're very good at creating pastors. A lot of people want to be pastors. We've got a lot of guys in the pipeline. And you'll see when we go through the country where all our people are, they're scattered. So we need these guys to travel around and, and essentially visit these little communities. I included this one so that you could see Ted Cray and myself there with them. So there's that, that, that was a, it was a marvelous day, and everybody was so happy. It was such a great group. And here's the whole group. So it's a pretty good size. Um, I think we're up to about 160 people in the mission in Spain, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it has doubled in the last three or four years. So it's really, really growing. Okay, let me, let me give you a little sense of, of what is going on here. And the, the ones in, in red here, these are what we call the mother churches. And these are the central zones, you know, where we have a, a larger group of people that are in that zone. And then we have these per peripheral zones, the blue triangles, where we have folks. And then we have other cities, you know, whoops, I went too fast. Other cities that I don't have any um, thing for, but you can see them down here in the Canary Islands, which are down in the, right off Africa, which is a place I've been a number of times with Linda. Wonderful people there. But you can see we, we do have these zones, and we have pastors or more than one pastor in each zone. For example, in Madrid, that central area, we have one missionary pastor and a half of a national pastor. That's Felipe. He goes back and forth. And now we have an alliance missionary. So we're very blessed by that. Um, we have two candidates for the pastoral ministry in the Madrid area. That's our biggest church, our most mature members. Um, we have many visitors there. And we worship in an Anglican church. So we have this beautiful space. And they, they allow us to, and we pay hardly anything for it. It's a great deal. They're very generous. And they're in, they, they do services in England, English. So it's, and it's been there forever, St. George's. And it's in the most, the most posh part of Madrid. So it's, a, it's, it's really a nice, it's easy to get to. Uh, in 2015, when I spent 10 weeks in Madrid taking care of that congregation, I lived in that area with a, uh, a member of the Missouri Synod, he and his wife, who are, he worked for um, Repsol, which is an oil company, and it was great to be there with him. Um, here you get, th this was a long time ago, so the church is much bigger now, but this was, you give a little sense of the church there. Um, we actually have some opportunities to worship in the church, or if it's filled, we worship in a, uh, and I don't actually have a picture of it, I looked, but in a kind of a, a fellowship hall. And Pastor Feeney was with us a year ago, June, at our foro. Uh, and this is the courtyard with Anglicans before coronavirus. Isn't it great? They were, were, you could just 
visit with one another. And here's Pastor Brian Wolfmuller, who was our speaker, John, John and myself. And then here are the people who were at the Foro that year. Now, two members of your congregation, other names escape me. They're on the mission committee. Yes, the Silvermans, right. They were at the Foro, the virtual Foro we had a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> and this is from a couple years ago. I included it because the man holding the calendar right under my arm, Javier Sanchez, he's one of the founding members of the church. And I could spend a half hour telling you his story. The sad thing is he had a stroke. He's my age, he had a stroke. So he, he, he does very well, but he, he, he is just a dear, dear man. And these, are, these, these three guys on the right are all prospective candidates for the ministry. And on the far right, is a professor from Concordia, Chicago, whose name is escaping me. And he was our speaker. He, he speaks Spanish. He's married to a Peruvian, I think, woman. So he's very fluent. He has a Hispanic congregation outside Chicago. Now, this is our little church in Sevilla, and it's a storefront. It used to be a discotheque. <laughs> and we converted it into quite a lovely space, and here you can see it. And it, it, it works very well, and Pastor Lehman here is the, um, is the pastor of that congregation, a missionary pastor and from Fort Wayne, um, was a pastor in Alabama. And here are, here are the pastors that, and their wives who, who serve in, um, in Sevilla, and Linda and I were there with them, Pastor Lehman, at, well, no, Pastor Warner's not there, but, but he doesn't serve there anymore. And then Juan Carlos, who was the first Lutheran pastor, he's in Sevilla. And he has, he works for Airbus. And remember the, the Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise is, you know, he was there when they filmed that and was, you know, kind of advising on that. He's an, he's an aeronautical engineer. And, and they have been so busy that he's had to back off his pastoral work. So he does theological education. So he, he does a lot of the teaching. He's a brilliant guy, wonderful guy. And here, this was a few years back, I was there to teach a course on my book. There you can see most of the pastoral staff. And the guy on the right, Mario Sanchez, studying to be a priest south of, of Sevilla and Cadiz. So he was in a seminary to become a Roman Catholic, and he just couldn't do it found us, and uh, he had had theological training, but we sent him to the Dominican Republic to the seminary there, and boy, was that a cultural shock for him. And for them, because <laughs> Mario has got this Castilian Spanish, and it was funny because, you know, he's not a ladies' man, but when he would speak, all these Dominican women just melted at his feet because here is this, this noble Spanish-speaking guy. But he, he's doing a vicarage there now. He's going to do a vicarage up in, in Detroit to learn English. Um, he's a remarkable guy, and he is going to be our rock in Sevilla. And that's sort of what we do with the mission is, you know, we get in there, we start things, but then we hand it over to the, you know, to the Spaniards. And that's true of all the countries we're working in. Um, but Mario Sanchez is just a wonderful guy. And what I was teaching, and this is really a great thing for me, that my book on the liturgy, somebody just mentioned to it to me in the narthex, has been translated into Spanish. 
So I could actually use that in Spanish. It's kind of nice. El cielo and la tierra. Anyway, some of the other places um, on, the, on the right down here, they call the Levant. Levante, the Levant, you know, I don't know if it's an old word for that part of the world. <clears throat> and there we have um, Valencia, especially Cartagena. Um, and, um, <clears throat> and we do have some people in Murcia. But we have one missionary pastor, one and a half national pastors, which is really great. Uh, a candidate um, in formation and one candidate who is going to be a pastor soon. So it's really, really a great thing. And Andalusia, which is where Sevilla is, but this is outside of Sevilla. We have a missionary pastor serving there. We have the one in theological education. And we, we have one who is just about to finish, Mario, his theological studies, and two candidates. So you can see we have a lot of people who want to be pastors. Um, and then the greater Madrid area, which is, you know, really one of the kind of the hearts of Spain. Again, very similar to Madrid, except we do have a catechist there and three candidates for the holy ministry. So when you start adding it up, I think we're up to seven or eight candidates for the holy ministry. Now, how long it's going to take them is another thing. All of them are worker priests. Nobody's full-time except our missionaries. So it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's always a challenge. This, again, was a few years ago, but this is our little community in Cartagena. And this, too, was a few years ago when I was there, This where I baptized Mateo. I think he's three or four now. And I just love that picture. I love the two parents looking over him. And, and there you have kind of the, the, the embodiment of our church. The mother is a Spaniard, and the father is from Venezuela. And our church is made up of national Spaniards and immigrants from Latin America. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed church. And that has real blessings, but it also has its tension. Know, because there is a, a little, sometimes a little tension. Now, I, I would say within our community, everybody gets along very well. Um, and um, and it, it really is a, a wonderful thing to come together. But, you know, you've got Colombians, you've got Peruvians, you've got Mexicans, you've got people from all over. And Venezuela is the one that has got the closest connection with Spain. And the man holding the book for me, he's from Venezuela, but he, his parents are from the Canary Islands, so he is half Spanish, half Venezuelan. And he really, I mean, has a, 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 a foot in both places. He works for Repsol, too. He's a, an engineer for the oil company. Um, these are the real peripheral regions. They're the, these are the, the triangles. Um, the, the one we have the most is in the middle there, in Bilbao, Logroño, which is in the heart of the, the Rioja country. We've got a real, you know, and that's one of my favorite places in Spain. And then we have in Zaragoza, we have one woman there, and we really want to get started. The, the triangle doesn't include that, but it really should. Um, but we've got some really remarkable people there, and we, we have a, a, a couple now with children in Bilbao, who happened to live in the town that I lived in with my parents. It's on the Bay of Biscay, Algorta. She's an American, 
She married an Argentinian. He's a doctor. She's a preschool teacher. And they are just a great addition to our... And they get together with the folks in Logroño, who are mostly Venezuelan. But um, if I were to go back and serve the church there, as much as I love other places like Madrid and Valencia, I think I would go to Logroño, because they need a pastor, and they have a wonderful, you know, and it's a, just a great town to live in. It would be a wonderful place. Here, here are two of the people um, in that, that uh, church. I don't have a lot of pictures of Logroño. I couldn't find them. You can see the wine bottles behind us. But, uh, and here they are with their little boy. They're wonderful folks. And they're Venezuelans, too. He's actually a Peruvian, but he was in Venezuela for a while. And then in Zaragoza, I don't know, Zaragoza is the word for Caesar. That's what it means, Caesar. You know, it's one of the oldest towns. Great church there. And this is Faith Russert. Her father was a pastor here in Indiana. I knew him very well. She went over to teach English many years ago, married a Spaniard, has three sons. And John had a chance to meet her this last June. So, and she's a real kick. So when we look at other places, um, I don't know if you can see those names there. I do have Zaragoza on there, but Valladolid, which is you know, about an hour and a half north of Madrid, Tenerife, which is, of course, in the Canary Islands. Um, we have people in Portugal, um, Zamora, which is near Portugal, Oviedo, which is up in the north. That's where our church started, but unfortunately, we, have, we, we had people move away from there. I think this is the same slide, so. Oh, yeah, oh, there's, look at, it's got little things. This is from past, the, there's the Baleares. Uh, this is from Pastor Warner, so I didn't create these slides. There's Zamora. Yeah, you can see it's near Portugal. And then up in Oviedo, those are all those places. So you can see, we, we, we got a lot going, and there's a lot of places to go. One of the things that I did and still would do for them if they, if they asked is, when I go over, I spend a week traveling around, because I, I get around easily in Spain. I usually go by train, but I have rented a car. And basically, it's, it's kind of like making shut-in calls. You know, you visit people. And here, here's the most remarkable thing, and, and here I really call myself privileged, is Spaniards are public people. Okay? They, the, the city, the cafes, that's their living room. That's where they socialize. You never go to their homes. You never go. And they're small. They're little apartments. I not only go to their homes and eat in their homes, I actually sleep in their homes. So I always, and this is one of the remarkable things, the hospitality they show us. And, uh, and Linda, too. And we, <laughs> we, have, we have slept in some really small beds. <laughs> but it's, it's great. And, and you know, they, they love it. And they, they love us. And we, at the dining room table, I'll put on my robe and we'll have a full service. I do... I do catechesis for these guys who are you know, wanting to be candidates for the ministry. I do theological education with them. We usually spend three or four days with them. You know, and we, we, we go out to have some fun, but we have long conversations. What, just to give you a taste of one, the guy in Valladolid, the Colombians, they're both doctors, husband and wife. And he, he was an atheist. He was a chavista, you know, a left, left wing. And when he found Christianity and Lutheranism, he has gone all the way over on the other side. 
And to sit, and he's smart. I mean, he's so smart. To sit down with this guy who was a former, a left-wing Chavista, you know Chavez? I mean, and to, and to talk the Lutheran confessions with him and study the scriptures with him, it's just, it's just a joy. You know? Now, this is a professional PowerPoint from now on that uh, we did in our Latin America. We have a professional photographer on our staff. And there you can see Pastor Ted Cray, and the one in the middle there is Joel Fritchie. He's the director of the seminary. I was his associate. We, for the first year of the seminary in the Dominican Republic, we were the, we were the main you know, directors. We, we kind of created the faculty and the curriculum. And some of you know this, last year at our convention, we celebrated 125 years of mission in the Missouri Synod. Started, of course, in India. And you can see there, that's the mission statement for our region, Latin America and the Caribbean. It has now become the mission statement for all of the Office of International Mission. Spread the gospel, plant Lutheran churches, and show mercy. Okay. And I always add to it, plant Lutheran churches by forming Lutheran pastors, show mercy by forming Lutheran deaconesses. So, and I'll go this, through this quickly, and this has changed but we're, church planning is what we do in Latin America. We are, and we're one of the few regions that really does plant churches. So we are in 13 countries, we have nine partner churches, and there are 39 missionaries on our field. You know, and I oversaw this until last Wednesday, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But I was the, the overseer you know, on the executive committee of the Office of International Mission as the, the, the you know, the, the director of, of uh, regional operations in Latin America. Um, we have decided a life issue, you know, so we're really beginning to get into the life issues. It's very important in Latin America. They're a little bit behind us, but they're catching up fast. And we have one woman who is in charge of it, uh, Valpograd, lovely woman, Jamie Lynn Tinky, a lover to death. She's a great, she's marrying a Venezuelan pastor. So she's, she's invested. You know, and they haven't gotten married because of the COVID. And it's not because they can't get married. They can't get the documentation from Venezuela. It's quite sad, actually. As I said, 39 missionaries. This is in downtown the Dominican. And in this picture, you have Jonathan Nauman, who's an American in the back. Mario, a Spaniard. Joel, who's an American. Elvis is Peruvian. And uh, Juan Carlos here is also Peruvian. So it's an international seminary and all over Latin America. We have what we call alliance missionaries. An alliance missionary is somebody who is from one of the Latin American countries that is on the payroll of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. And it's really the transition from missionary to indigenous pastors. And we send them all over. One of the sources for our Alliance missionaries is Bolivia. And that's a story I can't tell because it's too long. But we're sending Bolivians all over to work. This particular person is Arturo Maita. He's in Puerto Rico, but he's a Venezuelan. And he's one of our Alliance missionaries. We have this remarkable project called VDMA, the Word of the Lord Remains Forever in Latin, where we have an electronic theological library you know, so on your Kindle, and this is every student, every pastor in Latin America has a, a, you know, a device, I think it's a Kindle for most of them, where they have books, they have 
all kinds of articles. We use it when we teach courses. So wherever they go, they have, this, they have all their resources there. So it's, it's, it's quite remarkable, and we've been working with, with CPH on that. Um, <clears throat> Luther Academy, which is continuing education, very vital in Latin America. Uh, this is Brian Gauthier. He was a missionary in Panama. He just took a call to Concordia, Nebraska. Some of you know this guy, David Preuss, on the left there, one of my favorite guys. He's on the faculty. One of the things about our faculty is every one of them is a faculty member and is also a church planning pastor and a congregation in the Dominican Republic. So these guys are working overtime. So they're taking care of a church, planning church. And they're also full-time faculty members. So, and, and David is just a delight to work with. You've heard of these foros. Foro means forum in Spanish. This is where we bring people together to get our work done. You know, the Missouri Synod does not give to projects, so we have to raise our own money. And in our district, 70% of our budget comes through foros for projects. Only 30% comes from the Synod for, you know, some of our mercy projects. But there you can see some of the, the people who represent, you know, in the 4013 districts, um, congregations, they're innumerable. Lutheran Hour, partner churches, LW, all these people come together at a 40, and this is one of the 40s um, in uh, Puerto Rico, I think. Here are the countries that we serve, so you know Belize, Chile, Dominican, Honduras, Jamaica, Mexico. Panama, Peru, Puerto Rico, Spain, Uruguay, Venezuela, and the Cayman Islands, which we, for some reason, neglected to put on there. But anyway, you can see we have a lot of people uh, you know, deployed throughout the world in Latin American countries. We also have a remarkable deaconess formation program. We have 120 women in five different countries who are studying to be deaconesses. Now, this isn't a degree, this is a certification, but it's quite a quite a rigorous one. And again, because I worked in deaconess studies, a lot of the curriculum, I mean, the deaconesses who run it were all trained by us in Fort Wayne. So it's sort of a Fort Wayne. We're standing on the roof of the seminary, and you can see the dormitory in the background there. I think I'll have pictures of this later, but we also have a mercy center in, um, in the Dominican where we bring people together. And it's, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for conferences to teach them how to do mercy projects. And mercy is one of the big thriving forces in planning churches. So we're, and we're fully invested. I mean, we, it's quite an operation we have. Again, this is a longer story, but we are starting a Lutheran university in Uruguay, and I am on the board of directors, and it's exciting. Um, it is going to be the first Lutheran university in a Spanish-speaking country. We have a Lutheran University in Brazil, but that's Portuguese, first one. And here's the irony. Uruguay is the most secular country in Latin America. And this, this, uh, this is, uh, I'd love to come back and tell you for an hour the story of how this thing is going, but it's gonna be quite, quite, a, quite a thing. And, and you can see the, I don't know if you can see it, but that's what, that's a, that's, going to be built. This is a, the, ar the architects. But if you see the sh in the shadow, there's a castle there. So this university is going to be built behind a castle that we own. 
you know, the Lutheran Church of Uruguay owns, and it's going to be kind of the clearinghouse. So that's one of the very exciting things. Here are some of the students in uh, the seminary, and this was last year's statistics, 12 countries, 40 students. These are the guys who just graduated. And here you can see at the graduation the number of people from all over Latin America who came for a symposia and the graduation, including, you know, our own Amy Rast, the wife of President Rast, Bob Zagor, National Mission, Don Wiley is there, Kevin, um, <coughs> Kevin um, Robson on the far left, he's the chief mission officer of Synod. I gave a lecture last year. David Preuss preached. Here you can see Rast and Doug Rutt, Seminary of Fort Wayne and St. Louis, you know, playing nice together, you know, that's kind of good. Here's Joel Fritchie talking about the seminary. Here's Dan McMiller lecturing Rast and me. Dan McMiller is the director of international missions. Dear friend, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I love this guy. He's, he was a missionary in Peru. He was a missionary in Chile. He was a missionary in Panama. Again, I mean, a natural-born missionary, brave. When he was in Peru, it was during the, the terrorist time. And during siesta, he would go up into the mountains, catechize people, because the terrorists wouldn't, you know, they were eating and sleeping. He'd, he'd catechize for an hour and then drive back. They had a contract out on him. You know, and he saw the guy in church who was going to kill him. He was sitting in the back. You know, and, and he met this guy, and this guy was converted to the faith, and he's now a Lutheran pastor. It's a great story. And Dan is that kind of guy. I mean, Dan is an amazing human being. I love him. We, we have lovely deaconess, you know, Cheryl Nauman on the second to the right. She's one of the founding deaconesses. Uh, the other three were all trained at Fort Wayne. And here are the presidents of the partner churches across Latin America. They all come to this. So Paraguay, Chile, Peru, Bolivia, Argentina, Mexico, I'm going to forget, Guatemala, you know, I mean, all over. It's really quite, quite a remark. Uruguay. We had a panel discussion, and it was so much fun. Uh, faculty member Sergio Maita, there's Rast and me. Roberto Bustamante, a professor from Argentina, he's on our faculty. And then, of course, Joel. And the graduation was just a remarkable affair. I mean, it first one, and we were all there outside. You know, here's Isaac graduating. Rast gave a nice speech. This is Sergio Fritzler. These are the two Argentinians who are on our faculty, and they are the, they are just stand-up guys, wonderful guys. Love them to death. And I've worked very closely with them over the years, writing curriculum and the like. You know, and here we are at the end and the processional. And there's all the students and the faculty. And the students. And then the graduates. The faculty. These are all the Fort Wayne people. Sergio Fritzler on the left, although he's from Argentina, he runs our SMP in Spanish out of the Dominican. Don Wiley's on our faculty. He's a Spanish speaker. And then just a lovely slide. <laughs> and there's our dormitory in the background. OK, um, this last Wednesday, and it was not my idea, but and it came about very quickly over a two-week period. But Dan McMiller, who I talked to you about, 
um, asked me if I would change my area of responsibility from overseeing Latin America, the Caribbean, and Spain to being the director of theological education throughout the world. So that is my new position. I'm going to be running, in a sense, the, the, the Office of International Missions work in all the seminaries throughout the world. And that, that means curriculum, professors, you know, accreditation, things like that. And it's quite a, it's quite a remarkable thing. And, and that's what I've been in, as you know, since 96. So it's, it's, it's a, I, I really didn't want to leave Latin America because I really love it and I love the Spanish. And I'll still be involved there, you'll see, where we have the seminaries. But this is sort of a natural fit. Takes me back into the, you know, Fort Wayne a little bit more, and I'll work with St. Louis. But I'm going to just be a, a professor for a minute, if you don't mind, just to give you a little rationale here. Um, this is one of my favorite passages, and it was in the prayer this morning that I prayed. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into the harvest. And then what Paul says, I think, is really critical. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Now, how do they hear if they don't have a pastor? Um, <clears throat> I think that Article 5 on the ministry and the Augsburg Confession gives us our mandate for mission, frankly. And, I, and I'll read it and then talk about it a little bit. So that we may obtain this faith, the ministry of the teaching, the gospel, and administering the sacraments was instituted. Through the word and sacraments, as through instruments, the Holy Spirit is given. He works faith when and where it pleases God and those who hear the good news that God justifies those who believe that they are received into grace for Christ's sake. This happens not through our own merits, but for Christ's sake. So mission happens in many ways, you know, highways and byways, you know, going out person to person. But you always go from the highways and byways to where Christ is present where he's present bodily in word and sacrament and having communion with that presence. And so, as it says in Article 5, you know, the, the gospel and the sacraments are the place where Christ is, and for that reason you need pastors. And the Office of International Mission is completely committed to training, forming pastors, and planning churches with those pastors. So that's why we're training and forming pastors in this seminary in the DR and around the world. And th this is what we've adopted from our CTSFW for our seminaries, to teach the faithful, to reach the lost, and to care for all. You can see it's very similar. Um, there's the seminary in the Dominican. It's in the outskirts of Santiago, which is in the north. As I said, here's an up-close of, the, um, of the, the dormitory. Those of you who can't place the Dominican, it's on the other side of Haiti, and we're in the north part on the west side. So we're up north. We're about an hour from the coast. Beautiful city in the mountains. And here's our seal, um, which I, I love because it, you know, it's, it's centered in you know, the, the mission to all the parts of the earth. Here's our faculty. This was when we started the seminary three years ago. And you've got Joel Fritchie on the left, a Venezuelan, Sergio Maita, Roberto Bustamante from Argentina, David Preuss, American, Sergio Fritzler, Jonathan Nauman, and of course me. 
And here we were with our first students. We had the service outside. Um, and, and you can see here from our work in the world, and here it is, uh, the map of all our work, that we are going to be you know, challenged with this coronavirus on how we're going to be able to continue to do what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're not allowed to travel until September 1st, and I doubt we're going to go after that, frankly. We've canceled everything that I know of in September. There is an assemblea in Spain in October, but we have not heard officially whether it's on or off. They're not going to make that decision for a, another month or so. But here are some of the seminaries around the world, and this is what I'm going to be involved in now. I'll start with Latin America. Of course, the Dominican will be a central place for me. Um, Argentina is another Lutheran seminary. And Brazil, even though it's not Spanish-speaking, it is, and they're not a partner church, they're an independent church like Argentina, but we do partner with them. And then Uruguay, even though it's not going to be a seminary, it's going to be perhaps pre-seminary at the university. So those are the four places that I'll be involved in in Latin America. Europe is, I don't know if you can see the places I've highlighted there. We have things going on in Latvia. Ah, the A got nicked off, but Latvia there. Ingria, which is Finnish but Russian near St. Petersburg. Um, I have a familial relationship with Romania. My mother... Uh, her parents are both from Transylvania, which some of you may or may not know, was Lutheran from the time of the Reformation. So all the churches in Romania in the north in Transylvania are Lutheran churches. Now there are some Orthodox and a couple Catholic, but when you drive through there, all this, the, the church spires are Lutheran spires. So I got involved in Romania. We have an incredible young man in Bucharest down in the south. Um, I mean, this, this is a, this is a craziness of life. He's getting his doctorate from the University of Bucharest in theology. I'm one of his doctoral fathers. So if you were to get a bulletin of the University of Bucharest, I'm on their faculty. Okay, that's crazy. I mean, but it, that's, that's what they do with a doctoral father. And then in the Ukraine, in, in Odessa, we have a, a Lutheran presence there. So you, you can see that there's a lot of things. And we, we've started work in Italy. So we're going to maybe use Romania. Roman, you know, Romania is a Latin-based language, and there's a very close connection between Romania and Italy. So our Romanian pastor speaks Italian. He goes to Italy. You know, we, we're going to have sort of a Mediterranean synod. We've even got some people in Greece. Um, and don't tell anyone, but we have started something in Turkey. So that's, a, that's, a, that's supposed to be known, but anyway. In Asia, and we, we consider uh, Russia as part of Eurasia, but we have Novosibirsk, which is where it all started for us. <clears throat> you can see where that is in, in the middle of Russia. In Nagrakoil, in India, we have a seminary. And I've been there once. It's a wonderful place, right on the southern part of it. Taiwan, we're going to be starting a seminary. We do theological education there anyway, and we do have relationships with some of the seminaries there, but we're going to start our own seminary out of the Office of International Mission. In Baguio, up in the hill country, we have a beautiful seminary in the Philippines. 
I haven't been there, and it, they say it's just beautiful. And Papua New Guinea, we have a presence there. And Papua New Guinea is a challenge. You've heard probably many stories about Papua New Guinea. We have two seminaries there, one that is sort of more centrally located and one that is really up in the primitive country. Um, Africa, and I'm just listing a few of them, Kenya is the main one in Matango, where I have taught before and spent a lot of time there. Some of you know that Ethiopia has millions of Lutherans, and we have a presence there. We have two missionaries there in the seminary. We have started a seminary in Uganda. That's going to be a challenge because it's really um, difficult to find people who will go to Uganda. Same with the Congo. We have a, we're starting a seminary in Brazzaville, which is on the west side of the Congo there. And then we have some old seminaries that have been around a long time in Ghana, Nigeria, and South Africa. So this is, these are just a few of the places, the major places where theological education is going on. Whether or not I'm going to visit all these places, I, I, it's unlikely, especially in the next year. But, you know, we'll Zoom, and I'll be working with, with them, and, and this will be my primary area of responsibility. And in many ways, you know, the fact that you support me through the seminary in Fort Wayne, it all comes together so nicely for me. And I still have my hand in, um, in the Latin America through the seminaries, and they asked me to keep working with Spain because of my long history there, because the Spaniards would rebel if I was not involved. And, and they said so as much. So, so I, and I'm very grateful for that. So I'll be working with Spain, probably going twice a year in June and October if we can travel, and, and, and working with Juan Carlos in theological education. And we have all those guys who want to be pastors, and I'll be working with the missionaries and the other pastors there in terms of developing, you know, more ways for them to be engaged in theological education. So in conclusion, here is again our, our mission statement, spreading the gospel, planning Lutheran churches, showing mercy. And I can't get away from the Spanish. Gracias for all your, your attention. I love the new logo for Latin America, Caribbean with the Jerusalem cross. It's it just, it's just a lovely logo, and it, the Jerusalem cross, cross is near and dear to my heart. So I think we have a minute or two. I don't know if anybody has any questions. I can't believe I finished that. I didn't think I could, but <laughs> anybody have any comments or questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Thank you for having me. I think you can see how much we're doing. I give you, give you a little sense of the, the global dimension of our mission, and it's really... <clears throat> Because I serve on the executive committee, I am privy to what's going on throughout the whole world, not just Latin America. So we do have you know, this dialogue among us, among the regional directors. Anyway. Well, thank you for being here with us. My pleasure. It's my been pleasure. a yeah. real blessing. <clears throat> Any questions? Any comments or all? No? Okay, great. Good. Let us close with prayer. Okay. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Thank you for bringing Dr. Just to us and, and, and giving us the word that is going on in, in the mission field. It's, it's sometimes so hard to even talk to our own neighbor, let alone go around the world. We ask that you bless his work and those he works with.
uh, that your word may be spread and faith may be built in your Son, Jesus Christ, throughout the world, saving faith and baptisms and the sacraments. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.